Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Today we are connecting with Ellen Williams. She is the Executive Director for Angel Flight East. Ellen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me here today. It's great having you. Angel Flight East, uh, what is it about and how long has it been around? Angel Flight East is free air transportation for people who need medical treatment far from home. Uh, we do it through a network of private pilots who use their own airplanes. It's their fuel, their aircraft, and their time. And what Angel Flight East does is the connector between the people that need the transportation and the pilots who provide it. Uh, we were founded 26 years ago by a private pilot by the name of Harry Morales who had wanted to help after Hurricane Andrew in Florida. And as I understand it, he had contacted the American Red Cross to f ask how he as a private pilot could help. And in the course of that conversation, learned about public benefit flying, and that's what this is. And he was encouraged to set up his own. There are about 64 around the country. Uh, but uh, Harry gathered some of his friends, pilots, um, attorneys, and so forth, and founded Angel Flight. And we did our first flights in 1993. So that year there were 17 flights flown, uh, the, the transportation for patients. And here we are 26 years later, we're doing over 900 a year. Wow. Yeah. And so how many different pilots are there that are associated with Angel Flight? So we have 400, about uh, 400 pilots in our network and they are scattered throughout our geographic footprint, which is Ohio to Virginia to Maine. So the pilots uh, live in one of, one of those states in, in their communities and when we get a request for a flight, uh, for example, somebody flying from Delaware to Boston, in all likelihood the pilot who volunteers for that flight will be from somewhere in that Delaware area. So um, Angel Flight East, is there a specific location for where it's located? We are located at Wingsfield in Bluebell, ah. and um, Wingsfield is one of the oldest airports in the country, founded in 1929, so we have a lot of history there, but that's where our office is. Yeah, because there are multiple small airports around Philadelphia International. I know Northeast Philadelphia, mm -hmm. there's one in Pottsville. Mm -hmm. Are they all affiliated with Angel Flight East? So they are to the extent that there are volunteer pilots that have their planes there. Okay. So, uh, so yes to all of those that you listed. And what was very interesting is when I came to work for Angel Flight six years ago, I had no idea how many small airports there are, and there are thousands. It really, it really was a, an eye opener. Is there a criteria for someone that needs the service? Like, is how is it set up? Yeah. So there are three, uh, three criteria. Uh, the first is that the uh, people flying need to be ambulatory, able to get on and off a small plane under their own power, mm -hmm. <clears throat> because sometimes that involves stepping up onto the wing of a plane to get in. So if you imagine a sports car, so it's comfortable, but it's small. Mm -hmm. um, the doctor has to sign off that it's safe to fly in a small non-pressurized aircraft. And then the last item is we ask for a verification of need because the pilots are donating everything, we want to make sure it's a legitimate request. And in almost six years, I only had one that I was very skeptical about. I didn't understand why they needed to go to Miami Beach. So <laughs> I pressed a little bit and, and uh, did not get a call back from that caller. Uh, but honestly, it, it, that is the, the, the exception. Well, mm -hmm. I gotta tell you, the first time I heard of Angel Flight, I, I was under the impression it was transporting like someone who needed a kidney or mm -hmm. I didn't know that it's not just a patient, it could be someone that's along with the patient, like a family member right. or... Uh. <clears throat> yeah, so there, there's a, 
several different scenarios. And first of all, I do, so we don't do emergency because the pilots are all volunteer. Mm -hmm. These flights are scheduled in advance. So where we are the most helpful are for people that need ongoing care. Uh, we fly a number of children to the Shriners hospitals in Boston and Cincinnati, they have state-of-the-art burn centers. And so for a child who has been burned, they need to go back on a repeat basis. Um, in the case of somebody waiting for, for a, a donated organ, time is of the essence for that. And so we couldn't guarantee that. However, we can help in this scenario going uh, somebody on a transplant list, going for a second uh, a consultation, things like that. So these are all prearranged. Um, we do others, there are two other areas of service that we offer. Um, one is disaster relief. So volunteer pilots from Angel Flight um, assisted after Hurricane uh, Katrina, Sandy, um, flew volunteers and, and supplies in after 9-11. Uh, we actually had some pilots that actually assist, uh, flew to Haiti after the earthquake. So, yeah. so that, that sort of uh, service. And the last are called compassion flights. And that's a much broader area because it can be almost anything that you can think of. So uh, we had a family uh, from the Niagara Falls area who the mom was pregnant with their first child and it was a high-risk pregnancy and she needed to deliver the baby at Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. Mom and dad knew that the baby would have to stay there for probably a year for, the, for his condition. So they did that. Um, the mom, Brenda, had used up all her leave, and she was she was the family member who actually had the health insurance. So she had to go back to work. Um, so what we were able to do was to fly her back and forth every week while Logan was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So we would fly her to Philadelphia on Wednesday so she could be with her husband and baby uh, for the next several days, and then home on Sunday so she could work for two and a half days. Um, so that's an example. We, one of my early calls uh, for a compassion flight was a state trooper in Massachusetts had called me. And he said his father had just passed away. His dad was one of 12. So there was one surviving sibling, but he lived in western Pennsylvania. And Leo was 88 years old and couldn't really fly commercially. And the nephew said, can you help? I said, I will try. So he wanted to get to, to his brother's funeral, so right. we were able to make those arrangements. Well, during the course of conversation with Leo, we found he was a World War II veteran. <laughs> he had served on the USS Iowa as an aide to FDR. Oh, wow. So on his bucket list was to go to Hyde Park. And so the pilot who was flying Leo back home from Massachusetts to Pennsylvania said, Leo has to go to Hyde Park, so he took him there. So he went to the museum, he was welcomed by the museum staff and all kinds of hoopla around him. So that's a compassion flight. Definitely. And then on a, on a more somber note, uh, there is a nonprofit locally called Final Farewell. Mm -hmm. And this is just an amazing woman by the name of Trish Quinn, who is a funeral director. When a family loses a child and cannot afford a funeral or any of those associated expenses, she steps in and, um, and takes care of everything. So she had called me after um, the loss of a child, uh, but the, the couple was from Chicago. And so it was a young couple, um, the high risk pregnancy, the babies, they were twins, were delivered at CHOP and they were stillborn. And so she called and said, can you help them? Could you, could you fly the remains back to Chicago? And I said, 
I have no idea. I don't know what kind of response we'll get from the volunteer pilots. So I put the word out, and I think in 10 minutes I had five people saying yes, they would help. Wow. So it took this enormous burden off this young couple. Yes. See, that's a, that's a great story, yeah. something that you could share. I, I'm curious, like, if somebody was looking for more information, is there a website that you would guide them to we go do, to? We do, yes, angelflighteast.org. So it's our name, www.angelflighteast.org. And it talks about um, if you uh, wanted to volunteer to be a pilot, um, if you need help, you can request a flight on our website. Uh, we have stories of people that, um, of the people that we have flown are on that website and events that we have upcoming. So it's kind of a, a one-stop shop for what's happening at Angel Flight East. One thing that caught my attention, mm -hmm. you not knowing this, that I actually used to work for Wings Airways when I was in college, and I was a flight coordinator, uh -huh. and it caught my attention. When you have so many flights and pilots throughout the country, how does a flight coordinator coordinate all this? Yeah, well, we have a web-based scheduling software, and it was created by um, an employee at Angel Flight West based out in Santa Barbara, California. So the way it's set up is every volunteer pilot has a login and a password. So 24-7 they can get onto the website, see what flights are coming up, the dates that they are, time, where are they going, all of those things. And they can decide if it works for, for their schedule. Mm -hmm. And if, it, if it's a flight that they want to take, they would request the flight on the website. And then the next day, or within 24 hours, uh, Dom Aquilino, who was our flight coordinator, would contact that pilot and say, yes, we're confirmed for this date. And they would make arrangements for which airport would they be meeting the patient, what time, all of those details. Uh, so it has, my understanding is back in the day, they did it through Lotus Notes and spreadsheets, right. which I cannot even imagine. That's why it blew my <laughs> mind, because I have to say it was back in the day when I did something like that, I'm yeah. like, how is this yeah. person coordinating yeah. all this? It's not an easy task. Yeah, it was rolled out in 2012, so it's a right. fairly new system, and it's, it's wonderful. It really yes. has made life a whole lot easier. Uh, the other thing that really caught my curiosity was the distance. Is mm -hmm. there a distance restraint in terms of, could you fly someone all the way across country? How, how is that coordinated? So our range is a minimum of 100 miles, and we can go up to 1,000 miles. And the reason for that is, most of these flights take place in small aircraft, so four and six seat planes. Right. They fly lower and slower. So a thousand mile flight would be a long day because it would be three separate legs. Because what people need to understand is the pilot who say, for example, takes the first leg, goes, picks up, uh, picks up the patient, brings them to the next stop, they have to still turn around and go home. Right. So, uh, so we, we limit it to about 300 to 350 miles per leg unless the pilot has a larger plane. We have a few that have small jets, which is pretty amazing. That's nice. That yes. is nice. Um, so we can't, we cannot fly cross country. If we get a call from somebody who needs, who's calling from Houston and needs to go somewhere else, we will refer them to the Angel Flight that serves their area. So while we're all independent, we do work together very closely. 
So we would refer that caller to Angel Flight West in that example. And there are many cases where we actually have to link with another Angel Flight. So we fly um, many patients to Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion, Illinois, mm -hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia, and then flying people into the facility in Philadelphia. So for in the example of going to the Zion, Illinois, CTCA, we would link with a group called Lifeline Pilots. So uh, Angel Flight East would be the first leg and Lifeline Pilots would be the second leg. Okay. But that all goes through that flight coordination system. Right. So there is a lot of phone work, right. although the, the main part of it does take place on that, on that platform. Well, the one thing I think you should share too, for people who normally fly commercially, yep. this is a lot different yes. because um, you don't have a lot of the comforts of home yeah. that you would in a commercial That's flight. That's exactly right. Because there's a lot of noise, it's very loud, mm -hmm. and it's yes. a whole different experience. It is, and when somebody calls us for their first flight, Dom spends a lot of time on the phone with them to explain what it is. But there is also a video on our website, angelflighteast.org, that talks about, the video takes you through what it's like to fly on a small plane. So there, the pilot shows how, the, how you get up onto the plane and all of that because you want people to understand what the means of transportation is. You don't want somebody to come in thinking, oh, it's a small commuter flight, and then to see a small plane, because they might just say, I don't want to do that. So right. we don't want to have that happen. So Dom spends a lot of time and then says, go watch the video, because right. that will, it shows it. You're right. You can just walk through it and see. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes a big difference. You're yep. right, for yeah. sure. Since it's a nonprofit, what do you do, obviously, to create funds, that's To raise key. money? Yes, yes, yes. It's a that's wonderful a nice world of the nonprofit, it. yeah. So while the, one of the questions I get quite a bit is, if the pilots are donating everything, why do you need money? Exactly. The reason we need that, the funding is so we can be that connector between the patients and the pilots. So we're always looking for volunteer pilots, always, always, always. And so that's an ongoing uh, recruitment effort. And then also our big challenge is people are not aware that this service exists. So we don't know how many people are saying, no, I can't go to that treatment because I can't get there. I can't go from Delaware to Boston Children's Hospital. I cannot get my child there. So we spend an awful lot of time outreaching to hospitals certainly, um, coordinating with or, or finding and then connecting with uh, patient support organizations. There's Love for Liam, Kisses for Kyle, um, Kelly and Dolan Foundation. There's so many that are providing very particular supports to families, but not the transportation. So this collaboration with other organizations, but that takes time. We have to be out in the community. We have to be meeting people. And right now, about a year and a half ago, we launched a uh, it's called Rural and Rare Reach, which is too many R's. But in any case, it's for <laughs> access to health care for people who live in rural communities and then those with rare diseases. Because in the case of rare disease, there's only a handful of specialists around the country. And so if you can't get there, you're going to settle for a treatment that's probably not quite right. That's true. And so with, with the, um, we're focusing on five states for the Rural Access Project, um, Pennsylvania, New York, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Did I say that? Anyway, yeah. so, so really, and working through the state offices of rural health, because people don't know about it. I mean, we'll, we have an out, a volunteer in our, on our outreach team who 
is calling the hospitals and setting up conference calls for us with um, with the CEO, and they have no idea. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is incumbent on us to get that word out. And so to be on a show like this helps us. I have no idea who's going to see or hear this show that has a family member that has an issue or somebody in their workplace, somebody at church, somebody in their circle with that kind of a need. And so, so just taking every opportunity to spread the word is, I would say that's probably my most important job. And that's the whole reason why we're here. We're trying to yeah. connect people yeah. with what your service can offer. Like you mentioned, that the cost is a big thing. Are there annual events that are being run to raise awareness? Yep, so we have two, uh, two of our main events. So one is our gala, and we have that in the spring. Um, and then we have a fall event. So it's always the Saturday after Labor Day called Wings and Wheels. Yeah. So it's a car show and a plane show at Wings Field. Uh, you can get a plane ride, get a sightseeing plane ride. So that's about 15 minutes or so for $50. Oh, you nice. can get up in a small plane and get the real experience. There are five local restaurants that bring their chicken wings, so we have a wing off. <laughs> so we have a People's Choice Award and a Judge's Choice, and that's usually um, uh, officials from Woodpain Township will be the judges. So it, the, the judges vary from year to year. There's a flight simulator that's open to the public that uh -huh. day. Um, the Franklin Institute does a science of flight program for, for kids. Um, Nelson's Ice Cream gives out ice cream for oh. free that day, which is a very popular stop yes. during the I'm day. I'm sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have a large ki uh, children's activity area, and so we have a, the, um, the bounce houses, face painting, and that sort of thing. But we have a local Boy Scout troop, Troop 98, that there they camp at Wingsfield the night before, mm -hmm. and then the next morning they set up their activity area. So they construct a rope bridge bridge where the kids actually can walk across that rope uh, bridge yes. that day. Mm -hmm. A couple years ago they did it, they built a Ferris wheel out of ropes and lashings. I don't understand how that works, except that Ferris wheel actually it worked. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there's that activity. We have a canine uh, display. There's a bomb unit uh, demonstration. So all kinds of different things. And then it's a car show and a plane show. So for classic car enthusiasts, plane enthusiasts, so you can just walk through and see all of that. I know it's uh, one thing that uh, you ask um, in terms of volunteering. Pilots are mm -hmm. a big thing. Um, what are some of the requirements? I'm just curious because you just can't be a normal, That's right. everyday pilot. You can't say, just go rent a plane and, right. and take off. That's for sure. Yeah. So the the minimum requirements for a pilot to volunteer with us, they have to have 300 hours in the air, and they have they have to be instrument rated. They have to provide their certificate of insurance, and that we know that they're registered with the FAA. So as long as those criteria are met, they can volunteer for us. Now, this might be a little bizarre, but why would they, why would a pilot want to volunteer? I asked that very question when I interviewed for this position, and the uh, board president at the time uh, also happens to be a pilot. So not everybody who volunteers for into flight is a pilot. So so I sat there and I asked the question, I, and, and I didn't completely understand. I said, well, why would somebody do that? Why would they donate all of this? Because that is a significant contribution. He said, pilots love to fly. He said, especially those that are um, uh, recreational pilots, right. so to speak. Um, so you can take your friends to go get that wonderful hamburger at Cape May or right. wherever it is, but when you partner that thing that you love to do so much, flying, with 
helping somebody access health care they would likely not get to. There is nothing more meaningful. And they develop relationships with the families that they fly. Because people fly with us on a repeat basis, quite often the same pilots will request oh. that flight when they see it on the mission board. Gotcha. So they become friends. And so they become, becomes another support for this family that's going through all, all kinds of things. And what people are dealing with is just really mind boggling. And then you have this person who does not know you, has no idea who you are and they are giving you this, this contribution. Uh, I have a, a story about a, a family. This one uh, was a, a woman who lived in Butler County mm -hmm. and um, she had brain cancer. And so she was in a clinical trial at Duke University. They're, they're, they have a, a, brain can a brain tumor center oh. there. And so Gina had had surgery probably a week and a half before Thanksgiving. And she just wanted to go home for Thanksgiving. And volunteer pilot who was also from Butler County. They did not know each other. Oh, they, wow. they had no idea who the other person was. And he read, he signed up for that flight. He flew to Duke, picked up Gina and her husband, Randy, brought them back. They were home for dinner on Thanksgiving Day. And oh. so Gina passed away a few months after that. Oh. So it was just that giving that is just if you ask me the best part about my job, that's it. I am just that's surrounded nice. by good people. It's amazing. But John Greco, who was the pilot who did this, he received our Pilot of the Year Fantastic. award at our gala. And Gina's husband, Randy, presented the award. Oh, so it was, nice. it was just a moment. Yeah, you, you raised another question. I'm just curious. Um, if two pilots bid for the same flight, is it a coin flip? How that's up to Dominic. Oh, Dominic. Uh, Dominic's the boss. Oh, yeah. so, so that's how it works. Dominic. <laughs> well, I'm sure he asks other questions. Okay. I don't think it's a popularity contest. Yeah, because I'm sure that has come up, <laughs> mm -hmm. right, where two people... Well, it does happen. And right. in fact, it was funny. So, so Randy, who Gina's husband, wrote us a letter after she passed away and said... He, told, he, he said, I would say to her, Gina, you can't just call Dom and spend time on the phone with him. This is his job. And he said, Dom never once hurried her off the phone. Whatever oh. amount of time she needed to talk, he was there to talk with her. Wow. So, yeah, it's, he's a pretty, pretty wonderful guy. Yeah, I'm just curious because I know we've talked a lot about the pilots volunteering. But say like myself, I don't have a pilot's license, uh -huh. but I'd like to volunteer. Where sure. would you try to fit someone like myself in? So we have uh, volunteers that help us with outreach. So as I mentioned earlier, awareness is a, is a challenge for us. So uh, getting that word out that Angel Flight East is out there to help. And so it can be a matter of contacting with a list given provided by the office. Mm -hmm. you know, these are the hospitals that we're not sure are aware of this. Can you connect with them and perhaps set, set up a conference call so we can have that first conversation and talk about what Angel Flight East is. Uh, we have event volunteers, so uh, Wings and Wheels, the, um, the event that's coming up right after Labor Day, uh, that's a big effort. Uh, Vanguard, actually, we get 65 volunteers from Vanguard. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a big, mm -hmm. that's a big effort. Um, at the gala, so we have an auction, so we, and mobile bidding and all those wonderful things where you need staff to help because you want it to run seamlessly. Um, volunteers that help us recruit pilots, you know, getting on, many pilots are on these aviation boards, the, the website boards, mm -hmm. is putting the information out there. And so, so there's, we, if somebody wants to volunteer, we will find you a job. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, I, I know you've mentioned the website is um, Angel Flight East on 
any other social media platform? Yep, so uh, uh, listeners or viewers can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all of our events, um, everything are listed on those platforms and on the website, angelflighteast.org, as well as um, stories of the people that we're serving. And there's some videos on there too. We have a video of a little boy that we fly from Charlottesville, Virginia to Shriners Hospital. And he was born with a, 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 it's called arthrogryposis multiplex, and I don't even know the rest of it. I was going to say, say that 10 times fast, right? But his limbs were, are contracted, and so it's a, very few specialists um, know how to, how to treat this or that are, that are uh, trained in that. So we were fortunate to get a, a company by the name of Dramatic Health in New York City did a video documenting Norian's story. And so it tells the whole, all of the interflight in seven minutes. They, they flew on the plane with um, Norian and his mom and dad and interviewed the doctors at Shriners in Philadelphia. And it just shows the whole circle of how, and actually you can see Dominic on that. Ah. So, so if you're curious about Dominic, he's So in Dominic's the, the ringleader here. Dominic's kind of the ringleader. <laughs> sounds like mm-hmm. it. Well, you mentioned it's not a big office, so I'm sure you all work very closely oh, together. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we're very, we're, we're in an office on Wingsfield, and uh, we actually share, share a building with Penstar. So Penstar has two medevac helicopters based at Wingsfield, and so they have a 24-7 crew. And then Angel Flight is tucked up in the corner on the second floor. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll definitely have to stop by. Please do. Bring, bring back old, I worked for Wings Airways back in the day, a long time ago, but we need to bring need back to old memories. Visit. Yeah, that'd be really cool. We'd love it. Well, I, I'd be remiss not to ask you one more time to share with the uh, the uh, Wings and wings and, uh, Wheels, mm-hmm. because I think that's a, a big thing, and I think yeah. that's neat to get the community involved. It's, a, it's really a fun day, and we get about 2,500 people will come out to this event, and it just, it, it does a, a number of things. So one, certainly, it helps us with awareness about Angel Flight East, but it brings people in the community to Wings Field, because not everybody even is even aware of it. Right. People that live, I was at a national night out in Horsham two years ago, this maybe 12 to 15 minutes down the road, they said, well, where's Wings Field? Like it was miles and miles away. So, and, and it's just a fun day and you get to just get a sampling of what it's like in the aviation world. And getting on that flight simulator is just very, very cool. And um, you know, the de- events, uh, the event details are on the website, angelflighteast.org. And you can see pictures from previous years and just come on out. Well, Ellen, I want to tell you, it's been great having you as a guest here today on Thank Community you. Connections. Ellen Williams, our guest, Executive Director from Angel Flight East. Once again, from all of us here at UMGA Television, I'm Chuck Curlin. Thank you for watching.